It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Flotsam. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts you'll find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. The NFL Draft is here this week. In just a few short days, we will know the new members of the Green Bay Packers. It is, of course, Mock Draft Monday, and so we have to talk about that. I did a hot list mock, and I know that's not the lamest Drake song, Uh, But it is something that was actually a really fun exercise. It was fascinating to see how many players would go off the board in between picks. And I only ended up crossing off like 10 names or 15 names or something like that. And I was consistently, consistently getting value above where my draft spot was. I was consistently taking players who I felt like were, were better than where I was getting them. I want to try and go through some scenarios. I wrote about this on Friday for Packer Report, and there are a couple different things that the Packers can do. Obviously, they can move up a little. They can move up a lot. They can stick and pick, or they can move down, or they can move down a lot. Those are, it's five options. And so I was trying to think, you know, what would make them do that? What would make them go up that far? And there have been some players that I've seen suggested, hey, if person X is available, would you go up? If person Y is available, what are the scenarios under which you would consider doing X, Y, and Z? And so I think this is a good way to answer a lot of those questions, but also try and and offer some perspective on, all right, look, these these are the guys worth trading up for. So I was trying to envision the big move up. And man, it's tough. It's really tough. So the the scenario that I came up with was the Packers go up to 15. The Patriots get 29, 62, and Green Bay has to give up a future second round pick. In this scenario, I included the option, rather than giving up that second round pick, of Jordan Love. Mm, 
just for fun, basically. Um, and in this scenario, I'm, I'm sort of assuming that either the Mac Jones stuff is just a smokescreen or the Patriots end up trading for Jimmy G. Either way, I think the the player that you move up here for is one of these frontline corners. And in this case, it's J.C. Horn. I don't think they would move up for Devontae Smith. Um, I could see, you know, if Rashawn Slater is there, you go, oh, hey, well, you know, you could have two all-pro tackles and protect Aaron Rodgers and or Jordan Love for the next at least five years with Bakhtiari and then, you know, maybe another five after that with Slater. Unfortunately, you know, Caleb Farley's injury makes it tough to suggest that the Packers do anything to move up for him. It's not even a lock that they would pick him at 29 if he were to be available. So that makes this scenario tough. The Kyle Pitts stuff, look, no, you're not giving up future firsts to go pick a tight end. You're just not doing it. And not that not that Kyle Pitts is not a great prospect. You're not going up into the top five. I mean, think about what the Chiefs gave up to get Patrick Mahomes, and that was to get Patrick Mahomes. It just doesn't make sense for the Packers to go up as far as they would have to give up into probably the top six. You you have to jump at least the Lions and maybe the Dolphins and the Bengals never trade down. So you got to go all the way up to four where teams could be trying to move up for quarterbacks. So you're giving up multiple future firsts. It's just not happening. Okay, just not happening. I think much more likely you get what I call the targeted trade-up. And I have many times suggested 20 is the number, but maybe you feel like you have to jump. Uh, The Bears could be some interest in someone like Greg Newsom. The second there, could you get up to 19 to jump them? I like the I like the scenario at 21. You move up and you either get Greg Newsom or Rashad Bateman, Terrace Marshall, one of those three. Um, I, I think you you'd rather move up for Bateman because he's re- he's ready to play for you right away. I think Terrace Marshall has uh, more upside because of the physical tools and the gifts that he has. But Bateman could could walk into this offense day one and and give you productivity. Obviously, Greg Newsom, for for all the reasons we've been talking about all offseason, is a is a great fit in this defense, and I, I think it's it's looking less and less likely that he's going to be there at twenty nine. And so, if he is your guy, you have to go up and get him. In this case, if he's the guy that you're like, we have to come out of the first round with this guy, or we have to come out of the first round with one of these two guys, and it's Bateman and Newsom. Once once you get to a certain point, it becomes worth it for you. To go up and do that. Okay. So the stick and pick. A, a, a couple different options here. So what's interesting is. In in the article that I wrote. I have Tevin Jenkins here. And the reason I, I do that. Is because. I, I think the front line offensive tackle. Is what's going to appeal to Green Bay the most. Because. That is both a potential future, both a potential immediate need insofar as you don't know what your best five is going to be week one. And even if you do, you do not have a swing tackle. So if you could draft someone who is that swing tackle now and then can be a starter in year two, that's a, there's a lot of good value there, especially because chances are that guy's going to have to play as a rookie. 
that is the kind of player that you stick and and you're not trading down for or, or you could trade up for. I think the depth at offensive tackle is such that you wouldn't have to move up in this scenario. So I like the idea of just sitting, taking Jenkins. Now, I put up the Twitter poll in the Locked On Ultimate Mock Draft. I had the option to take take Jevin Jenkins to sit, to stick and pick with Jenkins. And I picked Trayvon Merrick. I could have taken Asante Samuel Jr. Um, and and I put the, I put it out on on Twitter. You know, who do you who do you take? And Tevin Jenkins won. And perhaps unsurprisingly, Tevin Jenkins won. I uh, I wrote this before that happened, but that's not who I picked. I picked Trey Merrick. And I love the idea of Trey Merrick, but I do think Green Bay will be very tantalized by someone who could come in right away and, and play tackle for you, could play guard if you wanted them to. I mean, it could be a Billy Turner situation where you're going to let Billy Turner play right tackle. David Bakhtiari is ready to start the season. You've got Elton Jenkins at guard. You've got Lucas Patrick at center. And you let Tevin Jenkins and John Runyon Jr. compete for that guard spot. And I, I think you let JRJ compete to play center too. And just see what you can do there. And you play your best five. I also have here what's called the acid grab trade down. So you're not going to move down that far and you're able to pick up a top 100 pick. In this case, um, the Packers get 37 and 84. The Eagles get 29 and 142. So you actually have to give up a fourth to do this, but you're gaining a top 100 pick, a, a premium pick, if you will. And I think there's two reasons why you would do a trade like this. Number one, the board is just a mess. And it is somewhat similar to last year where you feel like there is no one there. I mean, if Green Bay had stuck at 30, their their belief clearly was if we sit here, we are not going to get a first round player. And they made some calls to try and move down. No one wanted to move down or no one wanted to move up so they could move down. And so they decided to go up and try and secure one of those last tiered guys on their board. My, my suspicion, and, and I will always believe this, um, is, unless I get Brian Gutekinds on a polygraph, is they had Ayuk and Love as the last two guys in that tier. And Ayuk goes a pick before them. In this scenario, now you have a, a slew of guys that you could take. I mean, there's a bunch of top top second round corners: Asante Samuel, Eric Stokes, Tyson Campbell, Paulson Adebo, Fatumeli Fanwu. A bunch of guys that that you could feel comfortable taking top of the second. Uh, there are also a bunch of offensive linemen you would feel comfortable taking at the top of the second: Dylan Radins, Alex Leatherwood, Liam Eichenberg. And so, this is a good option. If the board goes out of whack, like all of the corners go uh, and Merrig is gone and the offensive lineman, you know, Jenkins is gone. You know, it's it's really the big three are gone. It's, it's um, you know, Jenkins, Newsom, Merrig, and Bateman, Marshall. Those guys are gone. What do you do? There, there may not be an appealing option for you. So you trade down to 37 and you can still get a very good player. Now, it's probably going to be a second-round player, but that was who you were going to get at 30 anyway if all of those guys are coming off the board. Now, the other thing that could happen is you're sitting there and there are a bunch of guys that you like and you think there's a tier of like 12 late first, early second-round types and you have them all graded pretty closely together. Not crazy. 
Not crazy by any means. And, and so maybe you're like, well, we don't really care which one of these guys we get. We're going to get one of them. So do that. Then there's what I call the disaster board trade down. Things just go absolutely nuts. Well, in this case, I was able to get the Raiders to give me 48, 78, 80, and 121 for 29 and 92. So I, I move up in the third, I gain a third, and I gain a fourth for my first and my third, plus that, that second round pick. You're still looking at, at some potentially good players. You know, maybe you can get Raidens or Eichenberg to drop maybe one of those corners. Melifonwu Stokes can drop. Javon Holland is someone who you could take at 48. Um, Richie Grant from UCF, the safety, someone you could get at 48. Maybe the Moors are there. Rondale, Elijah, maybe that's uh, uh, something that you feel more comfortable doing at, at 48 than you would have at 29. And now you just get to throw darts. All right, just bang, 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 bang. You add 121 to go with 135 and 142. And, you know, maybe you can pick off some guys in the fourth round who you had third round grades. You know, top 100 type players could be there. Or maybe you package 121 and 135 and now you move up again. I don't think something like this is likely, if for no other reason, then Green Bay has 10 picks already. And I, I think it's more likely that they would see the board breaking wrong for them and go up and get the last guy, then they would say, screw it. I just, it's not in their character. It's not who Brian Gutekunst has been. And I don't expect that to change this year. We have a new sponsor on the show, so listen up. Nugenics is the number one free testosterone booster at GMC, and they're offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, to 231-231. Plus, if you text right now, they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape. Absolutely free. Absolutely free. Of course, message and data rates may apply. Nugenics Total T is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And like the TV ad say, she'll like it too. If you're over 40, don't let age get in the way. Get your edge back with Nugenics. There's a reason. Nugenics has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. Get your free bottle by texting DRAFT to 231 today. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, the NHL, baseball, they're all in full swing. We've got MMA, some absolutely vicious stuff going on over the weekend there. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV. We just had the Academy Awards, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today for free and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use the promo code locked on. That's right. Use the promo code locked on, put money in, and they will match that up to 50%. Use the promo code locked on to get that. Bonus, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
And with the draft upcoming this year, the Lockdown Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insights and analysis from Lockdown local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Lockdown NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft, April 29th through May 1st. All right, let's get to the Mock Draft Monday part of our Mock Draft Monday. That's what you're here for. Well, presumably you're here for more than that, but it's part of the thing that you're here for. So I had a little fun and I used the hot list and I actually made a couple tweaks to the hot list as I was going because I, I you know, I, I was in position to draft a couple of players and I was like, you know, I actually think this guy w- would fit, I think in this situation or if he's here in this spot, I think Green Bay. So I made some tweaks to it. I made a couple updates. So it's updated on the site over at Acme Packing Company. I have the list printed out, you know, put it into an Excel spreadsheet and follow along. That's literally what I'm doing. Um, I will be crossing guys off. And and that will be, I mean, when we do our Thursday show, when we come out and we're going to do a Thursday live show after the draft, after round one is completed, we will also do a Friday live show special that will just be live on Twitter. That will not be a podcast. Um, the, the Thursday night show will be our Friday podcast day. It will come out, you know, at, at midnight Eastern or whatever, 1, 1 a.m. Eastern. And uh, that will be for Friday. And then we will have just a Friday live show. Um, that will be a bonus episode. But I literally I'm going to have the list in front of me. And I'm going to check off names as they go so that I know when we do our show, hey, these are the best guys remaining for the Packers. A couple names to watch. You know, these are, these are the names that were available when Green Bay picked. I mean, this is this is going to be our Bible here. I mean, the, the trends are just so obvious with what the Packers like. And, and it just so happens that this publicly available metric seems to fit closely with what the Packers value. And maybe now that that people are realizing that, they're going to switch everything up and you know go a little crazy. So at 29, I was able to get Trayvon Merrick. Remember, I'm just taking the best player. If there were some guys graded similarly, I took positional value. Uh, in this case, no one else was, was graded as highly as Trey was. This is easy. I've made the case for him before. I, I almost don't think you have to, to draft a corner high if you're able to get Trey because he is going to improve your coverage defense in a significant way and going to allow you to play a bunch of two deep if you want to and, and protect Kevin King because you're going to have a number of players who can roam underneath. They're going to have three safeties who can all play deep, who can all play in the box, and and at least two of those three can legit for real cover in the nickel. I just I think he is such a great chess piece and Joe Barry would would love to have him at 62. You know, this is one of the picks that I'm not certain about, um, but he was clearly the best player on the board at the at the time. And that's Jamin Davis, the linebacker from Kentucky. You have just fixed the middle of your defense and maybe not right away, but but by year two. I mean, Davis is a missile, an absolute freak athlete who I think right away could be an asset in the run game, could right away be an asset as a blitzer. He's still figuring out how to play the position. And I don't love, love the value of a linebacker at 62, especially one who right now is not a great cover player. But I think he is, you know, we always say discount player X. I think Jamin Davis is like super Kamal Martin. He's athletic. He is fast. He is a downhill, fire my guns kind of player. 
but he's more athletic than Martin and I, I think more productive in college. And so, you know, has a little bit higher pedigree and, and a little bit higher ceiling for that reason. Could he be, you know, I, th- I think the reason you get someone like Davis is because you see the value of someone like Devin White. And he's still figuring out coverage too. But by year two, he became such a factor coming downhill in the run game and as a blitzer that those kinds of guys, you know, with those athletic traits, you you like you live with some of the growing pains in coverage. And he's just fast enough that he can like luck into a tip interception like he did against the Saints in that divisional round game. So I like that there. Uh, at 92, Dwayne Eskridge, who does not technically fit, does not technically fit the standards, the height standards, the weight standards, those things, but is a good enough athlete. Green Bay reportedly has some interest in him, and I think he just fits what they need. He fits the type of, of player that that they lack in this offense, someone who can get vertical, someone who can play the swat, slot, jet sweep, um, who doesn't yet know how to run routes but can just get into empty space and make plays. So I like that there. Um, Brady Christensen at 135. Is he going to be available? I don't think the NFL is into him as draft Twitter is. Um, and, you know, he, I, I do think, could fall out of the top 100. The short arms, is he a guard? Is he a tackle? Green Bay doesn't care. Green Bay doesn't care because he can play either for Green Bay. At 142, Milton Williams, one of my favorite players in this draft, absolutely full stop. I think he could play five tech. I think he could rush inside. I think he can play anywhere on your defensive line. He gives you a lot of flexibility. He's an outstanding athlete. And I think he could be a legit pass rusher for this team as a defensive lineman. Um, And and all of a sudden, when you add Kingsley Kiki with Kenny Clark, they could have a formidable front. He could also be good enough, in my opinion, to make Dean Lowry expendable. If you get someone like Milton Williams who can be a bona fide five tech and play inside, what do you have Dean Lowry for? At 173, Tommy Tremble, who I think Matt LaFleur is just going to fall in love with. Uh, I'd, I'd be surprised, honestly, if he fell this far, but in, in my draft, he did. So I took him. Um, we never know. I get a lot of these comments that are like, oh, I want a realistic mock. It's like, okay, well, we don't we don't really know what that looks like even. What are you complaining about? We have no idea what a realistic mock looks like because the draft is going to be wild. It's always wild. It's why I use the composite board because I want to I want to I want to try and and be where most people are with these guys. At 178, Jalen Darden. So now I'm doubling down. Did did the Packers in this draft find a legit X receiver? No. Did they find two players who can run jets, who could return kicks, who can get to open space, who can make plays after the catch? Yes. Yes. And again, with the next guy, Javian Hawkins, same deal. Put him in the backfield, let him run jet. Let him be a gadget player. You can put Dylan and Hawkins in the backfield at the same time. Those, if you add Tremble, you know, if we're talking about day three guys who I think can come in and just be real players in this offense, Tremble, Darden, and Hawkins, easy fits. I know what it looks like, and and I could see what I could see what they would look like in this offense for a long time to come. Drew Dahlman is another pet player of mine on day three. I don't know why he's falling so far. Outstanding athlete. You know, pedigree program at Stanford, center, interior offensive lineman. Maybe he's your backup center. Maybe he competes to play center. And then you add in Sidarius Hutcherson at 256 at the end of the seventh round. Another developmental offensive lineman. Just just say, you know, Coach Zenovich, figure it out with these guys and see what you can do. I, I like Dolman and Hutcherson more 
than Stepanek and Hansen from last year. And remember, Hansen didn't even make the team despite being a draft pick. So I, I, it's, I don't think it's that big a leap to say, hey, these guys are better. What we didn't get is a corner, a real true corner. And that's just how the board fell. And I didn't, I didn't press. I mean, certainly at 62, I had options. At 92, uh, it was close. He was, Eskridge was clearly the best player, and Davis was clearly the best player. I, I think, frankly, I think Green Bay would handle it the same way, and I think it's why you signed Kevin King. So don't get mad at me. I didn't do it. Green Bay did. I think that's why they signed Kevin King, so they didn't feel like they had to draft a corner. If a corner that they like is there and in range when they can pick him, I think they will pick him. But if you could get Trey Merrig and on day three, you get Robert Rochelle or you get Ambry Thomas or you get Nate Hobbs or one of these super freaky developmental corners, you know, your corner's not going to play for you year one anyway, probably, especially with this team. Um, I I think Josh Jackson is going to get a chance to compete with a new coaching staff or at least a new defensive coordinator in a scheme that I think fits what he is good at. Maybe they just feel like, look, King is a sure thing than whatever rookie, and then you get a developmental guy. I, I don't think that's a bad way to go about it necessarily. Um, that certainly does not preclude them from moving up for the right guy. I still think they will chase value. But this draft makes the Packers better. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. I, I surprisingly, when you're just when you're just taking the best guy, you often are stuck with a draft where you just go, ugh. But when you are only drafting from a board of players that you like. Guess what? You like every pick because you like every player. And so these are all names we've been talking about all draft season because they're Packers types. And uh, Green Bay is going to come out of this draft with a bunch of Packers types. And so this is the kind of draft that I think they would put together. And it's the kind of draft that I think fans would be excited about. Today's episode is brought to you by our old friends at Built Bar. I was just telling... One of my workout instructors about Built Bar. They were looking for a new a new protein bar, and I was like, "You got to check this out. It, it's it's the best." And and she was like, "I had actually just been looking at it." So there you go, people helping people with Built Bar. They've got these new flavors. All of them are awesome. It is it is surprising to me how often I will open my cabinet and reach for one, just all, almost out of habit, because they just make me happy. They're delicious all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and yet they're not candy. They're low carb, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, but they taste like candy. Go to BuiltBar.com and find out for yourself. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, we're gonna be back tomorrow. And um, I'm floating the idea of an interview before we get before we get down to it, but we'll see what happens. Uh, we got a lot to get to here as we as we come up on the actual day Thursday night. So just a, just a few short days away, we are going to do a a projected mock and, and a mock that I would give the guys that I would pick, and, and we'll try and figure it out that way. I'm also going to give you my favorite or the ideal Packers picks at every position in the draft. So we're going to go through a full, every all 10 picks and figure that out. We'll probably do that 
on our Thursday show. If for no other reason, then only one of those picks will be spoiled by then. We still have day two and day three. So keep an eye out for all of that. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920 341-3775 to stay locked on Packers.